Hey, good morning to you and a happy Tuesday. Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you. Rob Martier in for Nick Gale. We've got Miranda over there on the other side of the double pane bulletproof glass. The whole crew is here today. It's going to be a moist Tuesday. Um, led to <laughs> Finally. This isn't even one of those, like, there's a chance of rain. I think it's uh, officially at, like, build an arc stage. Nice. That it's going to... Yeah. Just depends what time where you are. Bring you your umbrella? Yeah, you'll get to use your no. umbrella. Uh, what? Well, every other time I brought the umbrella, it hasn't rained. <laughs> Well, it's not going to rain till later, so yeah. you should be okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm uh, I'm so sick of walking around town carrying my umbrella, uh, and so I'm going to wait. Looking for like you're from England, exactly. Don't they just carry their umbrella very, around all the time? Jaunty. It's quite, yeah. it's like quite a, an umbrella as well. I need a it top is. hat. Apparently, yeah. oh. I need a handlebar mustache to go with it. But yeah, that's I'm a good look for you. Not carrying it until it starts raining. Handlebar mustache. Oh, well, then it's going to rain yeah. on your way. That's home. the idea. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not bringing the umbrella so that it rains. Every time I bring it, it doesn't rain. Um, we're we're going to be talking to ABC News's Alex Stone in a little bit about what happened in Boulder, Colorado yesterday. Um, the latest uh, mass shooting, oh. sadly, uh, ten victims uh, at a supermarket in in Boulder, including a police officer uh, uh, killed, and some pretty extraordinary stories coming out of that. And we're gonna we're gonna get the latest on it uh, from ABC News. Um, the other story that's kind of been going around, and and it's kind of the uh, gee, how could you have ever predicted this? Is the Loretto Hospital <laughs> saga? I mean, what are we at now? Yeah, I mean, is there the third any, one? Right? Is there any Four. question oh, whatsoever that Loretto Hospital out on the west side <laughs> looked at its um, allotment of COVID vaccines and said, "We're sitting on gold here." Okay, <laughs> we're sitting on gold. We're yeah. not just gonna. We're not going to hand these out willy-nilly <laughs> to the people on the west side who we're, really need no, them. No, we're not going to. We're not going to have a sign-up sheet for the community or the neighborhood. Or no, sixty-five and a screw them. No, we are going to leverage our doses in a way that benefits us directly. I mean, is there any question? No, for the fourth time in just about a week. The hospital is uh, the hospital's top executives. Now we had heard about the COO. That was the one who arranged for the Trump vaccination party at Trump Tower, where mm-hmm. he happens to oh, live. Just happens to just live there. Just by yeah. Oh, right. man. Just bring the van over. And then there was uh, the CEO also um, had some of his friends or, or were, you know, whoever. He chose some people the to judges get the vaccine. And stuff, but or... back to the COO, Anash Ahmed, he's back in the news because... The latest one is they um, <clears throat> vaccinated people at a swanky Gold Coast jewelry store. Hmm. Hey, you know <laughs> what? Store of all places. Very. I mean, those people needed the vaccine. He shops there, apparently. Apparently, he also Sitting has. On gold. Yeah, anyway, I have to say, way too I have to say, money. apparently, he shops there. But we know for sure he has a unit at the Trump Tower. That we so there's that know. connection. Yeah. So. And now the city has said, "All right, you're done. We're we're suspending your vaccines." And now, but the hospital's crying foul. Well, we need those vaccines. We have this vulnerable community that we serve, which they do. But you know, the jewelry ser- store and serve seems like a bit of a, a stretch. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you are located in the community. I'll give you that. You're physically there. I don't know how well you serve your community. 
And the hospital has reprimanded both the COO and the CEO. Oh, there was a stern email. Mm, no doubt. We don't really know because they haven't released what that reprimand was. Sternly They have email. been reprimanded. reprimanded. Not fired. No. Not fourth, fourth incident. It's, it's obvious. And I, yeah. I get back to something. When we first heard the first Loretto Hospital story, which was the Trump Tower yeah. story, I, I was like, you think this is the only one that did it? Do, do you th- And I, I, I'm going to throw a variety of people under the bus, but let me try to throw them all under the bus. Do you think there wasn't a manager at a Walgreens that said, I'm sitting on gold? Yeah. Hey, come on down. Uh, the door is open at 8. Uh, be here at 745. Uh, you know, what, do you think there wasn't a pharmacist at a Mariano's? Do you think there wasn't a... A nurse somewhere. And, I mean, do yeah, you it, think this isn't happening? If the I, COO of the hospital could do it. Yeah, then the, the pharmacist. The, the, and, yeah, where the exactly, rubber yeah. meets the road. Yeah. Do you see you know, what I'm saying? Okay, and you could be right. Maybe I the pharmacist right. is calling, you know, her sister-in-law to come in. However, Loretta Hospital, they, you know, for example, they vaccinated 200 people at Oak Forest Church. They vaccinated 71 people at um um, workers at the Trump Tower. You know, how many at the jewelry store? Yeah. I want to know how many. What? <laughs> the jewelry store so here's what I'm a thinking. little bit fewer. So am I yeah. thinking, am I, I'm trying to play this out. I'm trying to play this out in my head. You're the COO. Uh, three letter. So you're, 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 you're the head big honcho. Wig. Big wig, yeah. You're a big mm-hmm. wig at the hospital. You're out there. You're looking for a new watch. Maybe you need uh, uh, some cufflinks. You know, I don't know. Yeah. You're hanging out at the jewelry store that you frequent, and you're like, uh, what's the uh, what's the insider? What's the good guy price on this? And they're like, well, you work at a hospital, right? Oh, yeah. guy like myself might want the vaccine. I could see yourself do about a 10% discount. You're on. Got him with me. Let me make a call. I got him with me. Let Let me make a call. I'm going to bring somebody over. We work a little thing out. What's in it for you? You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Not for nothing. See, I'm thinking it's the other way around hey you know me i come in all the time i need a little something something for my you know yeah I agree. wife or my girlfriend and oh by the way i work at the hospital yeah oh that's nice oh, that's absolutely. a nice re- i'm thinking that you know they were flaunting their uh their sitting power and sitting on gold yeah sitting on gold not gonna golden just, not gonna not gonna just hand it out Unless I get something for So, I mean, by all accounts here, Loretto Hospital has given out, I mean, several hundred vaccines. Several hundred. I'm dying for my second one here. To people who were not necessarily eligible and certainly weren't members of the... Not necessarily. They were not eligible. ...community that they were supposed Mm -hmm. to be serving. Right. Okay, but here's the other thing. How many people did you say yesterday there was extra shots they had... They keep having all these people sign up and people canceling, and they have extra doses at a lot of these places. So you say it was like a couple thousand extra yeah. doses, right? So 700. And there's 2,000 extra ones over here. So, you know. It's a supply and demand What's the big argument. deal? Yeah. What's the big well, deal? What's the big deal? <laughs> if people aren't signing up for it and going to get it, you Yeah, but they there. were doing no, this early yeah. on when people were Shh. trying to get oh, it. It's not out even here. about signing up. <laughs> Loretto Hospital was supposed to be going into the community and having these 
pop-ups there, not at jewelry, yeah. not at swanky Gold Coast jewelry stores in Trump Tower. Ain't they were supposed to be. So now the Loretto Nurses Union. Don't have any money? They can't do anything. For exactly. Us. <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> they do you do got? For us. Well, so now the Loretto Nurses Union is calling on the city to resume sending vaccines because the West Side community needs those doses. Well, I mean, think about this. Or perhaps uh, the hospital needs more doses. You're 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 you're, you're punishing the community for the. Misdeeds no, no, of the, this, of the of executives at the hospital. No, 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 no. The city has said right off the bat they will be providing those doses. Yeah, they're just cutting Loretto out they're of the deal. They're cutting the middleman, right. Right. Loretto's Which, just not getting the doses. So, But yeah, I'm sure you can be assured that the city is going to make sure the people who need those doses are... Do you think Loretto's the only one? No, Man. I don't, but Loretto got caught, and that's what happens in life. Multiple times! Four! I mean, they're just not even that good. I, that's <laughs> the thing, or they just don't care. Yeah, but... Well, and uh, because uh, yeah, they haven't they haven't and fired anybody to Black because Club of it. Chicago, Black Club Chicago, Black Club Chicago the, for breaking off for us. You know they yeah, they got some they got it. a good source somewhere. Yeah, and they're like a dog with a bone. I mean, they are not giving up on them. Yeah. But, yeah. Like I said, I don't. I can't. there'll be another one tomorrow. Oh, don't yeah. worry. There's another vaccine party. You gotta you gotta imagine. They, <laughs> You, you, I don't know if you've ever been in these like crisis situations. So the, there's some sort of a board meeting. There's a, there's no doubt a uh, an office somewhere. It's got a very large table in it. And there's some M and M's in the middle of the table, and and they're like, okay, are there any more of these stories that are going to come out? And you got the CEOs here. Nope, no more. The next day, God dang it! You got, <laughs> right. How come you tell me about the jewelry store? Okay, that's it. Other than there's no more. I swear they're going to have another one today. Oh yeah. How come you car got, dealership? Seriously, right? Seriously? You laugh. That seriously happened. Yes, in the story, right? You're quoting yes. that they sat him down. Now, don't embarrass us again. Yes. Here we go. Yeah. So I'm waiting for tomorrow's Everybody news. Everybody, come clean. Okay. Not going to be any repercussions. I just need you to come clean. Tell me everything you know. That's it. That's everything. The next day, come on, man. And I really? think it, it's so funny. You got the hotel, the church, the jewelry store. And Trump, yeah, Trump Tower. So Got to be a car deal. Oh, and, and the, the judges, judges. The, the judges. judges. So yeah. I'm just trying. They've the kind of covered all angles, just yeah. in case, you know. Sitting on gold. <laughs> not just gonna. Not just I just gonna need one. I just need my second dose. That's all. Maybe I got to go to. Lure- oh no. They don't what's have the it one anymore. thing? What's the one thing that got you through the pandemic? And that's assuming where you can see light at the end of the tunnel. I realize not everybody's on that page, but what's the one thing? Can you can you point to something? Something that got you through this last year. Different people, different things. We're going to be talking about it. It's coming up next on A90 WLS. Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you. I Far be it for me to be the optimist, but I feel like, I feel <laughs> like shot, there though. is some luck at the end of the tunnel. I feel like that whether it's vaccines or whether it's you know, the metrics, the numbers or whatever, or people getting out and about rioting in Miami Beach, whatever it might be, that, that, that folks are trying to get back to old normal. I think they riot Miami Beach all the time, by the way. I think that's just an example just a of things day. getting back yeah. there. You know, hey, just we're back to riot. Party goers getting yeah. out of hand. They wouldn't call uh, it a riot. So if we're if we're going that direction and we and we feel like there is a beginning, a middle, and we're coming up somewhere on the end. The lost year that <laughs> was 2020 and early 21 or whatever. What got you through it? What's the thing? Is there a thing you could point to that got you through the pandemic? Netflix. Netflix. I don't think you're alone. Judy, yeah. I do not I, think you're I, alone. I thought about it. It's Netflix number one. Yeah. 
I think I got to the I got to the end of Netflix sometime around October. I think I got to the bottom of Netflix. I'm like, I think I've been watching everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to subscribe to another service. I've watched absolutely everything there is. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned that uh, we're we're at the year anniversary of the Tiger King. Isn't that crazy? Because <sighs> I think of that like... as the first pandemic blockbuster. Oh, you're yeah, right. Because I it it came out, and I don't think they timed it that way. But Tiger King came out at a time. When well, we were like, it felt like everybody down. was locked in their right. house and like, well, what are we going to do? And we all started watching Tiger King. And then we could all the other <laughs> thing about Tiger King. We, we I at least for me, I talked about it then with my friends and family. Absolutely. It, was, it was something that at least brought us together. A so that touch was point. Absolutely. And even if you didn't watch it, you couldn't you couldn't miss the memes and the and everyone was talking about it. So right. you almost had to watch some. So of Netflix and some of the TV shows, I yeah. think. Yeah. But uh, Tiger King is part of it kind of got mm-hmm. you through. But again, it took a long time. But I, I think when you say Netflix, I think for a lot of folks there and count me as one of them. I, I think my my TV habits, I guess I'll call them. And by TV, I mean anything that shows up on a screen these yeah. days. Yeah. You know, when we say TV, we think of sitting on a TV when Miranda watches a show on her phone. She's watching, quote, TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, mm-hmm. you know, any, any streaming, any broadcast or whatever. I felt like I spent a lot more time digging into shows. Oh, yeah. I watch shows I would never normally watch. I've watched every show about murders and yeah. serial killers and yeah. those <laughs> true crime those. ones i uh, think I've, see, i like the murder I think mysteries I've watched all of them i think i've watched all of them I, i'm the murder mystery ones i just watched the murder amongst the mormons i mean i've watched them all oh that was good yeah i've watched them all yeah so, yeah, so and didn't you pretty find sure i can get away with stuff a lot of the shows um it was they were almost like made for tv and i didn't even care because I needed to watch something. Oh, see, so do you think we lowered our standards? Oh, absolutely. Really Some of all? these, I, I would have been like... Like, I wasn't all the way down yeah. to watch that Lifetime crap. I mean, you know, we, but We I, were close. Yeah. We were close. I mean, some of them, and it's just because it was, it was, I, it was for me kind of just like stupid TV that I just wanted to go off and, you know, I... Mindless. Shut everyone out. Yeah, okay. exactly. I, I like the mindless stuff. That's... Because I would watch some movies... In the old days, after a few minutes, ten minutes, I'd turn. I'm like, this yeah. isn't good, but I would keep with it. During Maybe watch time, it to like, the it's end. It's not good. I'm still watching it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> still I don't watching care it. Because I, I watched everything. There was nothing else to watch, so I no. was, you know, getting. And some of the um, series, if I knew I was getting to the end, I would like start to, you know, um, uh, watch them like once a once a week instead of once a day. Slow down. Yeah, slow down because oh, I mean I knew it was ending. A little bit. Ah. Call the midwife, like one of my favorite series for the pandemic. I think uh, takeout helped me get through too. I've never been a delivery other yeah, than pizza. Yeah, I've always pizza. You have pizza delivered. It's what they do. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, though, I had food delivered to my house that I've never had delivered. Same here. In, in my life, and th- well, shout I, out, thank you guys for that. Yeah, right. They kept Grubhub. DoorDash. I, I downloaded every one delivery, of those apps. You know what I mean? They all, them all delivered. Yeah. Early on, I would like be so disgusted with my young son because he'd order, you know, Jimmy John's. You really you can't go get it? You got to order it? Now you're paying. How, and then, of course, I was ordering Jimmy John's within a month. And then pretty soon, yeah, all of us. Well, <laughs> still hopefully doing it. you've gotten through, right? That you made it on to the other side. But there's mm-hmm. still time for our criminal of the day, Cheese, all right? Got to give a shout out to John Yurkovich, possibly a Florida man. Who uh, decidedly had some issues on a flight to Miami. Ah, He's flying to Miami, so I'm thinking he might be a Floridian. Allegedly, somewhere between Newark and Miami, John spent some time in the lavatory, as they call it on the airplane. He became agitated. 
began fighting with passengers. He bit one in the ear uh, and was eventually restrained on the floor using his own belt. The plane made an emergency landing in South Carolina where Mr. Yurkovich was arrested and found to be in the possession of a substance police say was methamphetamine. Ooh. In a novel defense, Yurkovich pled not guilty, claiming the meth was actually, quote, a special kind of cat tranquilizer, unquote, which... If you think about it, it could actually be true, depending on how big your cat is. <laughs> to nobody's surprise, the judge isn't buying the story, and Yurkovich remains in a Charleston jail. No word on the condition of his cat. So for claiming a unique off-label use for your meth <laughs> and dragging your pets into it, you, John Yurkovich, are the Bruce St. James Show criminal of the day. All suspects described above should be considered innocent until, until found guilty in a court of law, no matter how crazy they are <laughs> check of the headlines on the way rob martyr in for nick gale today and then we're gonna be talking to abc news's alex stone is on top of the boulder mass shooting that happened yesterday the latest coming up on a90 wls hey good morning to you and a happy tuesday we're gonna jump right into the six o'clock hour here uh the big three stories we're keeping an eye on cheese what do you got loretto hospital under fire again for another oh. Mishap. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Judy Pye? Evanston approves housing grants as part of the city's local reparations program, believed to be the first of its kind in the nation. Bruce? And the second mass shooting in a week this time at a Boulder, Colorado supermarket. We're going to stick with that story, too, uh, and give you the latest on that. Um, um, roughly 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon, I think, is uh, roughly the, the time frame, 2 o'clock Colorado time would have been a little closer to, I want to say we're an hour difference now, 3.30 here, um, where this tragedy unfolded, a tragedy that sadly we've kind of heard before. It plays out a certain way. The response is predictable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Joining us right now is ABC News' Alex Stone. Alex, good morning. Bruce, good morning. And uh, here at the uh, King Supers, where I am right now, this large grocery store, you can hear it's uh, quiet around me, but it is one giant crime scene right now. Probably a good, I would say, city block or so, completely surrounded by crime scene tape. And the, the work is beginning here right now that they are uh, they're in the, the store, the, the FBI, the ATF, Boulder Police, Colorado Bureau of Investigation and then other agencies trying to figure out the how and the why. And it is that why, the motive, that is a big question this morning that they don't know. They've got a suspect in custody. It's unclear if he's telling them anything, if he's uh, willing to give up any details. But uh, they, they do have somebody in handcuffs, uh, or did. Now he's getting medical treatment. But uh, the, the why on this whole thing, they just don't know this morning. Yeah. And, uh, Alex, you were saying that that crime scene is pretty big. Is that big? Were there victims outside the store as well as inside? There were, and uh, we know that uh, uh, primarily because uh, there was a, a man who was live streaming. He was a witness, and he didn't know what was going on. And so when he saw people down in the, uh, in the parking lot, he began live streaming as he went into the store. Now, we know that there was one person down kind of in the area that you would drive into the parking lot of the, the King Supers. There was another in the entryway to the King Supers, like right as you would walk before you would go through the sliding glass doors, it would open up. King Supers is a Kroger store. It's owned by Kroger, and in many other places it would be called any number of things. Uh, and then as he went into the, the King Supers, there was another victim down right as, after you went into, he went into the, the uh, sliding glass doors. 
and then there was gunfire. And then he said, I got to get out of here and was telling people there's an active shooter. Get out, get out, because people were going up to the victims in the parking lot trying to help them, not knowing did they have a heart attack, what was going on, not realizing that they had been shot. And then everybody began to, to run. So we know that there were at least two outside, then one inside. One of the victims is Boulder Police Officer Eric Talley, and he was the first officer on scene, and he did what post-Columbine police, especially here in Colorado, but nationwide, what they're taught to do. He didn't wait for SWAT. He didn't wait for backup. Uh, he ran in, and he grabbed the, the rifle out of his center console and his patrol car, and he went in to neutralize the threat, and uh, he paid the ultimate price, and uh, he was killed during this shooting. But he did what yeah, police are told now. They learned in Columbine, as in, and nobody went in. They all waited outside, waiting for SWAT to arrive. They don't do that anymore. And uh, Officer Talley did what he was trained to do, and and he died here yesterday. Alex, uh, you know, sadly, this uh, we talked about it. This scenario kind of plays out the same uh, every time. Do we do we know anything more about the victims other than the police officer? Were they all patrons? Were they store employees? Do we know anything along those lines? We don't know, uh, and, and some of that is because police have pleaded overnight saying, give us uh, a couple of hours to notify the families before we start putting out information, uh, you know, saying, look, they need to know from a chaplain or from a, a, a member of the coroner's office instead of hearing it on the, the radio or TV. So we're going to know a lot more here in the next couple of hours, and we expect that the Boulder police, in an update that they're going to give us in the next few hours, it. Some of that will be detailed because they've been notifying the, the families overnight. We know from some of the families online that they've been saying that their loved ones were in, maybe getting their COVID shot. This was a big uh, a pharmacy where a lot of COVID uh, vaccine was being given. Uh, others were shopping or, or checking out. But beyond that, we, uh, we really don't know much except for families that are beginning to, to say things on social media. But mm-hmm. I would guess by midday today, we'll know a lot more about the victims and probably a lot more about the suspect as well as they begin to put a lot of that together. Alex, we appreciate your reporting on that. We're going to uh, pay attention all day long, as I know that you'll be on top of that. That's Alex Stone, ABC News, is correspondent in Boulder right now outside of this uh, uh, supermarket that's now a crime scene of the latest mass shooting out there. Uh, the video is disturbing. I watched that the live stream. Uh, I did watch it in... Um, you can hear shots uh, being yeah. fired. Uh, you see people lying face down in the parking lot inside the supermarket. I saw another uh, interview with a man who said that they were standing in line getting their COVID shots at the pharmacy section of this supermarket. And um, they said a guy just walked up and shot the first person in line. And, you, you know, it's one of these, you know, how do you react to it? And. Uh, there were people locked in an office trying to shelter yeah, in place. A lot of people and, running out the back door. Yeah, because he walked store. right through the front door. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and the with people a, with in the, the rifle. Yeah, the uh, people in the parking lot. Did he uh, yeah. get out of his car or where come yeah. from wherever and just start shooting? And just started people? shooting whoever. It, it appears random. I, I mean, when you're when you have people in a parking lot, people in the the doorway way, of a supermarket, right. inside a supermarket, you know, standing in line of the pharmacy, it appears he just worked his way in, random as they all are. Yeah. I mean, you know, and and the idea, like you know, with the motive, like like there is a motive that makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I say that you know, I understand what Alex Stone meant by that. You know, is the the shooter speak what like like a motive that would be? Oh, that was okay then. Like, no, yeah, yeah, there's no, but just the motive was you're a murderer. Yeah, uh, you know what led to that? Yeah. The thing that I I find bizarre, and, that, and this is social media has done this uh-huh. through the world, 
is some guy started live streaming. Live streaming. And went in. Walked into the store. Yeah. Yes. And was showing. That makes no sense to me. And so it's interesting because. So this guy's live streaming from his phone. And here's something that struck me. And maybe it's the type of person you are. He's showing people who have just been shot. I mean, moments ago. He yeah. was, you can hear gunfire. So it's still going on. It's yeah. going, it's, we're in the middle of the situation. And all he does is film them and walk past them. He That's doesn't, what I don't like. He doesn't. Yeah. Uh, How about calling 911? He, How about checking he's at first at people person? people to call 911. He's not doing it. And he's not checking on people. And he's right. not rendering aid. And, or and moving people out of the way. I, I don't or... know if there's anything that could have been done. I, I'll acknowledge it. But you don't know that in the moment. Yeah. You don't know. Uh, you know, and the idea that you're you're just going to film the victims as opposed to try to help anybody. I would never think to do that. I but I, that. I think maybe people who do, who f- post a lot of pictures, post a lot of videos, who actually do that on their phone, maybe because I, it's, it's, I can't fathom why that would be the first thing someone would do. But it didn't seem like they had to even think about it. He didn't even, he just started filming. And, and, he, and he walked into the store. And just he's, like he's just in the doorway. He goes, okay, this person yeah. here, there's another person lying here. He walks in and then you hear, doo, 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 you hear, right. Then he freaks out a little bit. And then he runs back outside the store. Mm-hmm. See, that would have been the first thing. When I hear gunshots, I'm going the other way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if there's people lying there, I will drag, you know yeah. what I mean? Or call I'm for not help. You don't know that there's help. You call for help. That's what your first, as an American and a citizen, when you are in that situation, you call 911. Yeah. Do you do you video it or do you help people? Yeah, or yeah, you've helped the victims. I mean, it's none of us know how we react in the situation right. in the moment you know, until you're in. Uh, it. I, you're right. I had no idea, but I'm but I was, almost I was positive I would not film. Yeah, I would be filming victims of a mass shooting, and I wouldn't be trying to help any yeah. of them. Like yeah. I would. That's I don't not even know that I would grab my phone. I would. Yeah, I, I... short of calling police or giving a description of a suspect or trying to help in some way shape or form put an end to this yeah right. not gonna walk along live and, stream. and alex stone i don't want to gloss over it. he did mention that the the officer officer tally who was shot and killed in this was the first responding officer and it is something they learned from columbine the police officers all around the country know now which is you engage the shooter as quickly as possible the only way to stop more victim having more victims is to engage the shooter and it'll be interesting to see the shooter was injured that's why they yeah, had a leg injury. So, uh, so I, I wonder the if video, the officer shot him, if he shot himself. Yeah. You know, no. we just don't know. Very few details. I mean, it's that's it's such a massive crime. We're scene. going to be getting uh, more details all day long. We'll obviously keep you up to date here on uh, on WLS as uh, as more of those details and press conferences and whatnot come out. Um, shifting gears a little bit. Um, what you drink? We t- we talked earlier about what got you through the pandemic. What's gotten you through the last year for some of you? Alcohol might be the answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Rose I missed that one. The alcohol answer. has made me uh, hazy. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. And what that. does your drink say about your personality? We're talking mm. about it next on 890 WLS. So, full disclosure, uh, I do not drink. And when I say I don't drink, <laughs> people always go, when, when did you quit? Yeah. And I say, well, yeah. I never started. That way, I don't have to quit. Uh, so I've never drank alcohol ever. Not even, oh no, that, that one time. Oh, remember when you, no, I've just never, I've never started. I've never had a beer, never had a glass of wine, never had a shot. Jesus is looking at me like I have a third I just, head. 
I'm looking at you with sadness. Yeah. Just sad for you. So no, it's just bizarre. It's just, it is bizarre. I'm a bizarre person. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't drink. It's not religious. Uh, I'm not morally opposed to alcohol. I just don't drink. Because a lot of people don't drink because they've seen their friends. Oh, look at you know they get stupid, they fall down, they do this. Oh, I've seen that. that my whole life. But I know, but when you if you start like you didn't even have a beer when you were like sixteen. Oh, no. no, that's the that's the the weird. Not well, weird, but I think but just, one of the flip sides is you know I was raised by wolves, so uh, I never <laughs> had anybody. Don't drink. I never had anybody tell me I couldn't. But why did you decide never to drink? I don't know. I just decided I I don't do anything just because other people do it, and uh, it just never was something I was like. Hmm. No, I'm good. Yeah. I'll have a Diet Coke. So you think if your parents would have said, Bruce, we don't want you drinking, don't ever drink, you think you would have been like... Yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, I was raised by wolves. I had a full bar in the house and yeah. no one would stop me from drinking anything Well, and let's face I it... I wasn't getting away with anything. <laughs> I couldn't drink every single day. Yeah. And, and, and nobody would have cared. It's peer pressure, right? We all... That's what, when we all started... Yeah, we all yeah. started drinking because, you know, we were around our friends who were drinking. Yeah. Never worked. So that's when you either do it or you don't. But what does your drink say? What does your go-to drink say about your personality? I will admit that even as the guy who doesn't drink, I can be a judgy McJudgerton based on (laughs) on what you drink, okay? If you are some muscle-bound guy, you know, and you've got your hat on backwards and your Affliction t-shirt, and you you order an absolute sea breeze, I'm going to think less of you. (laughs) I'm gonna. I'm oh my gonna, gosh! That's I'm so gonna funny. Think a little less of you. I'm gonna go. Really? Does it come with a parasol? Yeah. In it? Does it come with one of those little paper umbrellas? Because hey, hey, that happens to be my drink. Yeah, but so you're not funny a that you mentioned it. Guy wearing yeah, but I'm also not a little t-shirt. parasol. I think it's a pretty hearty an drink. Absolute sea breeze. That's right. Okay. What is that? Vodka, cranberry, and and stop. Don't make me. Maybe I just a lime. <laughs> I have friends that drink them. I yeah. don't drink it. You don't know what it is. Give me an just order sea breeze. It. On it. Yep. Right. I don't ever say sea breeze. I say I'll have a vodka cranberry. Vodka cranberry. Is it the same thing? Yes. Got it. Yeah, okay. the sea breeze thing probably. Yeah, I don't say sea breeze though. Yeah. Because that does sound <laughs> girly. Do you have a go-to drink cheese? I Mine is just a margarita. Okay. Wow. Because I'm not a big fan of like a drink that just... Tastes like alcohol, and when you drink it, it burns your throat. So you like the fruity drink? I do like a fruity drink. And what do we know about fruity drinkers, Roos? What do we know about fruity drinkers? Well, they're more fun. See? That's what the survey says. Yes, we have a I'm survey I'm going to put mine people. in the fruit. I'm more of a fruity drinker. That fruity drinkers are people that like fruity drinkers. People that like fruity <laughs> drinks. Why? Well, I got to be very know, clear. They're they're I, know, gee, I know it. I know, I, know it. I told you he was. They're He's more, a fruity no, drinker. They're more carefree and fun. Yeah, as then compared you're, to then you're, you're not the person who's going in, ordering a bottle of get drunk. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Like, what are you going to have? The bottle, alcohol. Yeah, you know. But and, nowadays, a lot of people drink those. You know, the dark beers, not even the IPAs. The the you know the brewed in someone's basement kind of. <laughs> what kind of person is that? I'm like, do you just? They, I think they just like the taste looks of like, beer. Looks like motor oil to me. Ew, I'm like, what are you people drinking? The darker the the worse, the more I hate it. But yeah. some people love that. They're so into the small breweries. Well, they and say the, the, the craft beer drinkers the craft are beer. the new wine snobs. Right. There is like a, you're a beer like snob beer, now. They have like those craft beer bars, you know, where you yeah. uh, and we'll have a we'll have a flight of craft beer. You know, we'll try all the different ones. So yeah, that that, that is a little snobbery involved in that. I, I guess. taste a walnut with a leather hint. Uh, right. Or like you know, my grandma's yeah. attic. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> 
How does that beer taste? Like my grandma's at it. I'm not kidding. I worked a craft beer show one time. That is wildly descriptive. That was, yeah. the, that was the description of my beer. I'm like, are people going to want to drink this? They're like, oh, we have a limited supply. You'll be out in no time. And I was. Yeah. Wow. Mothballs. 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 Yeah. Like mothballs. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, there you go, Rob. That's so, it. Mothballs. cedar. Yeah. Yeah. Are they just <laughs> the trying? <laughs> are they just trying to <laughs> see how far they can go? Closet. Yes. <laughs> Grandma's attic. Uh, it was so disgusting. The smell. So I, my question is: the people who are are they doing it to see how hearty what hearty drinkers they are, or how far they can go, or do they just like the taste of that kind of beer? According yeah. to some of these other surveys, like if you drink, if you have a classic martini, like the classic gin martini, um, you're a traditionalist. Mm, yeah. You also. Are mysterious, like Bond, right? James Bond. Like some people yeah. order drinks because of what it says about them. It's kind of like you know the right. shoes Look you wear, me, or the car I'm, you yeah, drive, or whatnot. Exactly. Yeah, they like the old school drinks are very much in now. Are they really? Give me yeah. an old fashioned. Exactly. I, it's, really? It's oh yeah, I don't even know what old, old fashioned is totally. I know. I'll I know it has order, a cherry in it. Uh, I'll just Archie order old fashions and people think I'm cool. I just yes. don't drink them. I like unlike this. unlike cheese who goes and orders a. Fruity margarita. Drink. Yeah. yeah. Can I have something with more fruit in mind? How about this, though? Vodka cranberry drinkers yeah. love being part of the action. Ooh, look at that. Uh, yeah, I do. Likes being right in the middle right of the action. Of yeah. Ivan right in. Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. Although I will say during the pandemic, I did switch to wine. Wine. I, and I, th- I don't know why I feel like wine was really big. It was. Because every time I went to the liquor store, we were all buying wine. Selling wine like it's going out of style. Yeah. Hey. Judy grabs the Magnum. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Duh, Rob. Or the gallon box. That's Judy. <laughs> yeah, or the box. Whatever's handy. Rolls the barrel in and taps it for her. Uh, hey, Rob Martier, yeah. in for Nick Gale today. Thank you for filling in and you keeping bet. us updated on everything that's going on. And uh, maybe you can help me understand... What's going on in Evanston, Rob? Yeah, indeed, Bruce. Those in Evanston, uh, residents who qualify at least, are set to receive tens of thousands of dollars in reparation payments. And a good morning to you. A happy Tuesday. Don't forget, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rain a little bit later. I cannot believe yesterday, I, it was officially hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It was officially hot. Yeah. Where I had the doors like, open. I opened and the thought... door and I'm like, I'm closing the door. It's hot. Yep. I have a sunburn. It's finally going away a little bit, but it's ridiculous. I want to say the high was like 66, 67 degrees yesterday. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was officially hot. Open the door. Nope, been a shut it. Turn on the AC. Amazing. And we have a possibility for snow on Friday. Yeah, I know. I, like, I don't understand you people. Do I turn I the heat off? Do I leave it. it on? It's I hate this time. I of don't year. understand any of this. It's just literally Welcome every day. Welcome to the club. It's <laughs> like it's like throwing darts at a board oh, blindfolded. Yeah. yeah, we're like this all the time. We're Unreal. confused. My, it's uh, probably going to uh, rain cats and dogs Ooh, a little bit too later. Too bad you don't have an umbrella. No, not with me. Help. Are you ready to return to hashtag old normal? I, I look and I, I think about this. At, I think everybody runs things through their own filter. Eh, it's kind of natural, you know. Um, and I, I saw a, a study from the people that do studies that made me think and realize, again, gee, not everybody thinks like you do. You know, not everybody's on the same page yeah. as you do. So if you can imagine a return to normal scale, one to ten, we have to acknowledge that there are people everywhere along that scale. Some are at ten and never came off of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, <laughs> they were at ten a year ago and yep. they haven't done a damn thing different. Yep. Some are at one 
And by the way, a year later, they haven't come off of it. So where are people? I thought this was interesting. Again, a survey from the people that do surveys found that 62% of you say they're apprehensive about life returning to normal. And if they're apprehensive about it, it's fundamentally driving some of their decisions, where they will and won't go, what they will and won't do, vacations, shopping, visiting family, whatever it might be. And I think we get this narrative that's being driven by people who want an old uh, to get back to old normal. I'm one of them. Yeah. Let's get back to old normal. I'm, I'm all back. And I, it gave me a moment of pause going, okay, maybe I'm not in the majority. Maybe I'm not in the majority. I think, Judy, you're in the 60s. I think you're apprehensive about old normal. But well, and I, well, and apprehensive, though, I wish we knew about what. I'm, after a year of being so careful, my apprehension is more, I just want to take it a little bit slower. I can't just tomorrow go back to old norm because I, I've got too much in my head and I've, I've been doing too much one way. How long are you going to wear a mask for? I, I'm, I'm really done with the mask, so okay. I think I'll... And I am one of those who believes that once you're vaccinated, once everyone's vaccinated, we're all good. You say everyone. Right. Uh, maybe I will wear a mask still when I go to the grocery store because I don't know. But I think in my group of family and friends, as I as I get more as more people get vaccinated, I think I'll be okay with not wearing a mask. Hmm. But she's the apprehensive one. Right. But yet she's the only one who's going on vacation for spring break. Uh, yeah, that's you know what I mean. Yeah. So see, and that's what Bruce is wide open. We're both because be I, like, in my head, I'm still going to be safe. I'm not going woohoo, but I am so happy to be going somewhere. Yeah. But I'm still going to wear a mask on the beach. I think. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll be sending you videos. Tan. That's going to be a good looking tan. Oh my God, it's going to be a horrible tan. Yeah. Unbelievable. Look like the Joker. <laughs> Oh my gosh, white. I just thought of that. What am right? I going to do? Oh, that'll be, oh it's like God, the reverse that lady has problem with don't the foundation. They, wait a yeah. second. Don't they have yep. bi- don't they have bikini masks? I can Oh god. Wear bikini masks. I don't think that's what you think <laughs> it is. Go with nose plugs. Don't there think that's what you think it is. Um if people are this apprehensive I, and and again, I think I think you touched on something, Judy. And I'd like to welcome you welcome you into the pool. The water's warm. Come on in. If you have the vaccine, both doses, and you're going to have both in the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you allegedly, science says, will be pretty safe from contracting coronavirus yourself. And even if you were to get it, your symptoms would be very mild. Is that is that yes, fair way to right. put what the vaccine is supposed to do for yes. you? How much are you going to sacrifice in your life, for people who refuse to get the vaccine? Um, nothing. Exactly. So get yeah. back to old normal. You don't need to wear a mask. What the hell do you care about them? It's, you're not going to get sick. Go on vacation. It's not on you. Right. I guess that I hadn't thought about it. That. And again, I'm telling you because I'm, I'm now used... Because you've used... been the most apprehensive of the group. Right. And I'm used to it, so I'm not... I don't know why. It's it's something in my it's, head. It's psychological. It I'm, is psychological. I'm, I'm acknowledging it's, that. It's because I've done what I feel like I've been, um, you know, I follow the rules. I feel like I've done what I can to, you know, my part. 
as an American in this pandemic. And I just, it's, it's like I can't just turn it off. I, I would rather ease into it a little bit. And I think I am. Remember, I was I went out to, you know, I went you to went a restaurant. To restaurant now, now I went to a bar last week. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I, but I can't, I'm just not one of those people who can just say, okay, it's over. You're right. I've gotten the vaccine. What do I care? I just, because, because the officials are telling me, even though you have the vaccine, still wear your mask for other people. And you're right. For other people. I, you're right. I'm not thinking past that. I'm saying, oh, I got to still kind of just, we're almost at the finish line, Judy. So just still wear your mask. But you're, if I think about it, you're right. Why am I wearing my mask? I'm okay. And, and as, as long as I can understand, I'll be honest with you, I can understand that until the vaccine is available to everyone, until supply is at 330 million. Uh, until everyone Americans. can get it if they want it. Yeah. Maybe we need to wear masks. You need to protect those who haven't gotten their shot yet, aren't eligible yet, couldn't get on the list, whatever it might be. But once we get to, what was Biden? By May 1st, everybody's going to be signed up. By the end of May, everyone will have an opportunity. Right. I'm going to tell you right now. All right, May 1st. June. June. June? Well, no, if if, if May you're signed up, by the end of May you have it. So by June 1st, you guys are on your own. Yeah. I'm no longer trying to protect you from getting COVID. I'm, I'm, I, I'm and I, and I actually, I think that's, I mean, it doesn't sound good, but I think it's reasonable. It is reasonable. Why? Why? Again, yeah. I, 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 I use this. I'm not trying to be cold and callous. And, and, and I know it comes across that way. But if you don't want, you refuse to get the vaccine. Why is it my responsibility to protect you? Yeah. Any more than it's my responsibility at the at the stoplight down here on on Illinois to run over, open the door and put your seatbelt on for you if you're not wearing <laughs> right, it. Right. Guess what? That's yeah. a you decision. But you you made a good point though. Ooh. It is because we know a lot of people can't get the vaccine. They've been really having a hard time in Illinois. So you're right. Until I I'm going to well, go with, I'm going to go with your argument until I know June first. I, I think it'll be before Wide June first. Once we know that Illinois that there is vaccine available and okay. come and get it, you're right. I am taking that mask off, Bruce. All right. Mm. Um, we're talking about uh, stimulus checks. Have you gotten yours? Did you get the deposit? And why the hell are they talking about a fourth one already? Some people haven't even cashed the check, for God's sake. We have so much money. I'm telling you, the problem is people have become dependent on it. It's exactly what socialist governments want. We'll talk about it coming up next on 890 WLS. Many folks are just uh, uh, wallowing in, still rolling around on a bed full of money <laughs> with their last stimulus check, 1400 bucks for many people, more with kids, etc. The uh, variety of monies from the government coming in. So why are they talking about another check already? The check's in the mail, and we're talking about another check. Are we talking about another one? Yeah. A fourth stimulus check? Just I don't couple, even know how many we're into. <laughs> now that you mention it, was this the third? third yeah, fourth? the third one. This yeah, is third. Yeah. And it's just a couple of Democrats, you know, bouncing the idea around. But this, 
I think everyone in America except you, Bruce, is getting a check this time around. So I'm not sure. Do we have enough money for we, another set of checks? We didn't have enough for the first one. <laughs> right. Okay, for the very first let's one. Be back very, very in, clear. Yeah, that was bad. We never had year. the money for the first one. Yeah. We definitely didn't have it for the second one. We're nowhere near having it for the third one, and we most certainly don't have it for the fourth one. This has been my concern all along. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with me getting money. I mean that, and you're just going to have to take this is a this is this is principle for me. We are setting up a system where, and by the way, I don't think this is R's versus D's because I notice a hell of a lot of quote conservative Republicans got no problem cashing a fourteen hundred dollar check, nor would they say no to another one. But this is the literal definition of socialism. Where you are dependent on government for your basic needs and livelihood. This is exactly what it is. We'll give you money. You're dependent on us. By the way, vote for us. This is this is using taxpayer dollars, which, by the way, we're well past that. It's borrowing money we don't have. Borrowing your grandkids' money to pay people off today in the short term. I think it's absolutely atrocious. And no one will talk about it. Because why? Everybody likes free money. Okay, okay. We're going to run out. You eventually run out of other people's money. Yeah. I what really This bugs me. I'm sorry. But $1,400 for Americans making $75,000. I think that's a pretty good sum of money. Do you? If you are you one say, of, I mean, the during, poverty level, I don't even know what the poverty level is, like 30 grand or something. It's something really... Apparently $75,000. But my point is, if you wanted to make the argument about poverty, you wanted to make an argument about the child tax credit, these things, I could understand the argument. I can understand the argument. The, if you're an American, you're breathing, we're going to send you a check? No. Right. No. I mean, if you're making $75,000 and you're trying to feed a family of four, okay, this is for one person making $75,000. They don't need the money. I- I'm sorry. But the person who's making $40,000 feeding spinners. a family of four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or exactly. stocks. Going, I mean, yeah. they give them, you know, $2,800. I just, I feel like free for all. Everyone get like. But the problem a, is who's going to be the one? Because the right. minute you cut it off. Oh yeah, and this is painting the Republicans. Oh, I'll bitch. In, I'll into bitch a if I don't get it. If 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 you <laughs> no, stand up and say, "All right, okay, that's enough." Yeah, right. You're the bad guy. Right. You've set a precedent now. Government sends people checks. How are they going to stop sending it? Because as opposed to, and this is a psychological argument, as opposed to, uh, uh, you just didn't get another check this quarter. You think you had something taken away from you. You took it away. Wait a minute. Where's my check? Oh, well, that was a temporary thing. No, it should be a permanent thing. Yeah. Where is it? You Name the government program that you can ever end. People think that they and somehow say something was taken from them. They lost something in the deal. Right. And that's my concern that we're heading down a path where we have a government. By the way, the R's did it and the D's did it. Okay, in the last year, we had we had control of, of Congress from both parties, and they both were okay with sending out checks. I, I feel like the check is a we're sorry check. Sorry about the pandemic, not based on need because I just feel like these numbers are. I mean, it's, couples earning one hundred and fifty thousand dollars—it's crazy to me. I 
I don't I feel like they the the criteria should really be much more strict if they really want to give people money and people are suffering. Don't get me wrong. People need this money. Right. We all agree. Not everyone. Not everyone. It's not targeted. Not maybe enough. even most people, you know, targeted better for the people who really need it. We have all of these programs. And, I, 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 and I, I'm not, you know, we have programs that help the Hunger needy. And, and yeah, and, you're right. And food and housing. And we have, and, and children. We have, they exist. They already exist. Yeah. This is on top of, we didn't get rid of those other things. This is almost as this is almost as good as uh, all every CPS Chicago Public School family, family every Chicago Public School family getting like four fifty four hundred fifty bucks for food assistance right because we weren't we weren't delivering food in school I mean talk no, about what someone or not, it's yeah was someone just lazy and said I don't want to go through this list of who needs it give it to everyone <laughs> it's, I'm not what? going through this list I'm not doing yeah, what? there's five everybody. pages here no yeah. Based yeah, yeah. on need, and that that it strikes me that the need part, because those numbers could be dramatically different if it was based on need. Yes. But the problem is, once people start getting a regular supply of checks, i.e., three, maybe the fourth. Ugh. I mean, at what point does it stop being stimulus and start being this universal basic income that people talk about? Right. That the government just gives you money every and month if you to keep, live on. You keep bolstering unemployment every week too. How long does someone say, I don't really need to work. This unemployment gig is great. The problem is eventually you run out of other people's money. You can only give away other people's money for so long. This is just, this is a, it is a fundamental, as a real conservative, by the way, as I like to point out, at least people go, I'm a conservative. I go, really? Where are you on all these fiscal issues? Oh, I'm not, oh no, we should spend money like it's going out of style. <laughs> not, not that conservative then. Pork, pork, that, pork. That, that, you know what? The idea is that we are not being uh, smart about it. Um, we just had the um, the tragedy in Atlanta uh, recently. Um, this this whole shooting in, in Boulder yesterday. A lot of people are arming themselves. A lot of people uh, is in different communities. Uh, those that were worried about carjackings here in Chicago. Getting a gun. What do you need to know, though? There is some laws that go along with it. And to be a lawful gun owner, you got to follow the law. We're going to talk to a gun law expert coming up next on 890 WLS. We had a story here that gun sales were on the rise in Chicago in response to a rash of carjackings through the roof beginning of the year. Yeah. Then there was a, a story last week about Asian Americans purchasing guns. Because of these Asian hate crimes and, and a fear amongst them. Now you add into it what happened in Boulder. There'll be a run on that again. And, and I just thought that on some level, I do think it's important to have a conversation about lawful gun ownership and, and how to do it properly. Joining us right now is Emily Taylor. And Emily is an attorney with U.S. Law Shield and a gun law expert. Emily, good morning. Good morning. It's good to have you on here. I think one of the concerns that I have as a gun owner, uh, to be clear, is that just owning a gun isn't enough. I worry that especially some of these newer gun owners who are going out because they're, they have genuine fears and, and good for them. Th- there needs to be more. How, what do these people need to know about gun ownership? What, what would be advice you would give them? Oh, gosh, you know, you were absolutely right. And for those who have not followed this spike over 2020 and now the first several months of 2021, 40% of these people who are purchasing guns is run on guns. 
is coming from people who are first-time gun owners, and they're coming from people who are not your standard gun owner. We're, we're talking about more women, more minority populations, um, more left-leaning and liberal. I mean, at least half of those 40% expressed support for Joe Biden when they were buying their guns. So mm-hmm. we have... It's all across the spectrum. Whole, exactly, which is great for gun rights, but you make an excellent point. Buying the gun isn't enough. You need to know how to use it safely, and you need to know what the law is, not only around where you can take it, but around when you can use it to defend yourself. And it is incredibly important. Or else, um, you know, you and I, the the responsible gun owners, it reflects on us. So we all need Mm. to step up. So, um, and I'm not a gun owner. When you say, you know, responsible gun owners, I'm assuming you mean the people who already have a gun, who've, 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 who've had guns for, you know, years. But don't, don't all gun owners, I mean, the reason they get a gun, isn't it kind of the same reasons? Are, are you saying there's a difference between these new gun owners who want guns for protection? Isn't that why everyone wants a gun? Besides hunting, oh. let's say. Yes. No, no, no. Of course. Just the distinction being people who are, legal, want to do the right thing, be trained, be responsible, and those who might obtain a firearm on the black market, who intend to use it for carjackings, robberies, unfortunately, mass shootings. Yes, all of that. So we're talking to Emily Taylor, a gun law expert. And and, and this is something that I noticed, and and it's interesting, because Judy and I have had these conversations about gun ownership. And I feel... You can you can correct me, Emily, or you can congratulate me. I'll give you a chance here. I feel as a gun owner, I have a responsibility to know the laws and follow the laws. I came from Arizona, where it is legal to conceal carry anywhere you are, except where it's posted. And so I would go to a business, possibly, and I knew I had to put my gun away. I had to lock it in my car or something. But... I, you know, I wasn't, I didn't want to go from being a lawful gun owner to a criminal by taking a gun into a place I wasn't allowed to have it. Like, gun ownership has a responsibility. My concern, Emily, is so many of these people who just went out, they passed the background check, good, they got their gun. Do they know these laws? Do they know this responsibility that comes with carrying a firearm? Oh, no, you're absolutely, uh, it, it's your show. I'm not just congratulating you because it's your show, but you're absolutely right. You know, we have um, so many consequences from not knowing what you're doing. Everything from you carry it to the wrong place, you're going to be arrested, to you use it in an inappropriate way. I mean, let's consider a state that has standard ground laws. It is almost universal if you're in a standard ground state that if you are doing something wrong, you're trespassing, you don't have a legal right to be where you are, um, maybe because you carried the gun somewhere you're not allowed, maybe you're committing some other criminal offense, maybe you're intoxicated, you can lose legal protections like standard ground, um, like presumptions of reasonableness. So it's not only an issue of, gosh, am I going to get arrested because I carried into the post office? It's, am I going to lose my right to defend myself, possibly be convicted of murder because I messed up? Mm. So, uh, okay, so what's the answer here? I mean, do do states need to have stricter laws? Do people just need to, is it upon the gun owner to just go out and make sure he knows what he's doing? 
personal responsibility, or do, do you be, do you think there should be more encouragement slash regulation that people need to understand the laws? You know, I love a combination of both. You know, of course, um, I fundamentally believe that we need to take all of our all the personal responsibility. Um, however. There are things the government can do, and I'm not talking about stricter gun laws. I'm not talking about gun control. That's the knee-jerk reaction to bad gun owners. It really doesn't apply to the majority of gun owners. I'm talking about things like, you know, if you've got to get a permit to carry, you need to have some stringent training. You need to know how to use it. You need to be trained on the laws. Most states, of course, more and more are heading towards permitless or constitutional carry, but most states still require that sort of intensive tactical and legal training to get a license. That's a great, um, a, a really great step from the government. You combine that with personal responsibility, keeping up your skills, both researching new laws and training, and you've got a really good gun owner. Emily, thank you for your time today. We sincerely appreciate it. Thank you. That's Emily Taylor, an attorney with U.S. Law Shield and gun law expert. Do you, you understand the, where we're going with this? Because, Judy, I think that, that it's easy to paint with broad brushes, especially when it comes to guns. All, none, right. never, always. And so, uh, and certainly in light of a mass shooting, conversations come up again. That I, I think I am a responsible gun owner, but I'm also a realistic one. I, 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 I don't think I'm off the deep end. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm okay. With, there are 20-something thousand gun laws on the books right now. And and one of my points is, if you don't understand the law, it, it, you have a responsibility as a gun owner. If you're going to be a lawful, responsible gun owner, you need to know the law of the city of Chicago, of Illinois. Right. You need to know the law where you're going. Where can you carry it? Where can't you carry it? How can you carry it? That you or... You become the criminal that you claim you're trying to protect yourself from, which are people who are carrying guns illegally. Yeah, you see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, you, and I, you I can't have it both ways. And I feel like you're a concerned about these this forty percent increase because you're thinking these are people they're who are just knee jerk reaction. But my they got point a gun is, stuffed in their waistband because they're worried about becoming a victim of crime. Well, guess what? You're carrying your weapon illegally. You are now the criminal that you claim to be protecting yourself from. Whether you use the gun in the commission of a crime is secondary. You're carrying the gun illegally. You break the law yeah you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i'm 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 telling people if you are one of these people you've gone out and done this and this is new to you i would encourage you get some training know how to use it it's a perishable skill if you're not shooting your gun on a regular basis you're not going to a range you're not doing it you're not going to be prepared if god forbid you need to use it and understand the law where is it that you can use your gun we talked about the other day, like carjacking. Well, I'm just going to shoot at them as they're driving away. I can tell you right now, that's against the law. <laughs> that yeah. would be my That is reaction. against the law. I'm not, you're not going to unload your gun into a fleeing car. That is against the law. Even if you're legally allowed to carry the gun, you can't use your gun like that. That is, that's not how it works. Um, did you put on any weight over the last year? The COVID 20? Oh, Am I being kind to some of you at 20? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Now, Krispy Kreme is going to make sure that you continue to keep mm. it on. It's coming up next on 890 WLS. Hey, good morning to you. Happy Tuesday. DJ Cheese over there. I've got Judy Pilak. I'm Bruce St. James, and we, I still feel like, and maybe it was this weekend, I really noticed it more. Down here on the mean streets of Streeterville. 
Come for the pier? Stay for the tussle. Uh, I noticed more people out and about, just like on street corners, walking along. Yeah. And the image I got in my head was like bears coming out of hibernation. (laughs) Kind of... Kind of wiping your eyes a little like, oh, my God, the sun is bright. Look at this. Not sure where you are. You're getting lost. Where am I? Yeah, you've lived here forever, it? yeah. Right? Where am I? And your clothes are fitting a little tight. Uh-huh. Okay, maybe maybe you went to a different part of your closet to find pants, you know, because the other ones have it. If you put on weight over Lockdown, pandemic, quarantine, whatever. Apparently, you're not alone. That was a thing. Who knew? Who knew that early on in the pandemic, my only hobbies were eating and spending money online? I didn't know that, but apparently that was it. And watching I, Netflix on your hobbies, couch. Okay, that's what I did. And uh, I, I probably put on 30. Really? Well, the average was 29 pounds. Was it really? Yep, the average that the uh, 42% reported packing on. I've since lost it and lost more. So I kind of went up and then went, this is ridiculous. I don't know, it was around August, September. I go, the hell is going on around here? Started, couldn't fit into anything. So yeah, if you've put on weight, you're you're not alone in all this. However, uh, 18% reported an undesired weight loss. I, I hate those people. Oh, oh, I've lost so much weight. You know, uh, uh, like, with the average there being twenty six pounds, really? Well, we then you needed to lose that. We shouldn't use the word hate a lot, right? And then that's like, the bad word. Yeah, but no, when, when it comes to those people, hate. when it comes to weight, hate, but girls use the word people hate. Who say things like, "Well, I can eat anything I want and I lose weight." I hate them. I hate them. Yeah, that's I hate them. That's a strong word, but I'm going to use it. I don't like that at all. I have to change fundamentally the way I eat and stop eating things I actually like. Yeah, we should be forcing those people to eat a Krispy Kreme every day. Bring me one in. See, I'm one of those guys. Literally, my metabolism is so crazy. Uh, It's unbelievable. I'm bouncing off the wall. I can eat whatever. Metabolism. Yeah, but we know what it really is. Red Red Bull. Metabolism. It's Red Bull. Okay, metabolism is a naturally occurring thing. Cheese is natural. Cheese, what you are doing to your body is not natural (laughs) by any means. Let's just leave the hair out of it. Not even bleaching (laughs) your hair. I'm talking about your morning routine. Some Uh, of you have a routine in the morning. You get up. You you check your phone. You make a cup of coffee. No, no, not cheese. He gets up and immediately starts pounding. A Red Bull and a caffeine pill. Together. Oh, my God. He washes the caffeine pill down with a Red Bull. It literally says on the yeah. side of the Red Bull can, don't take this with caffeine pills, I'm pretty sure. But he <laughs> yeah. doesn't care. I'm and then it says, cheese. Sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It says it around the can, your name. So, it should. You know, one of the things that that we think is an offshoot, will become an offshoot of becoming vaccinated are businesses that cater to the vaccinated maybe businesses that advertise or market themselves as all of our staff is vaccinated come to our hotel nobody here will give you covid whatever it might be right Mm -hmm. Krispy Kreme though I don't know how this is going to work it sounds like a scam it does Judy it sounds like a scam where the hell's the fine print on what Krispy Kreme donuts is willing to do and listen if it's too good to be true right it probably is right Okay, they're offering a very sweet incentive for people to get the vaccine. Free donuts through the end of the year. 
You show your vaccination card, you get a free donut anytime, any day, even every day. If they don't think I'm going to come in every day, they're crazy because I'm coming in every day for my donut. And getting a fat pill. Getting you one a glazed Krispy Kreme. Mm. There's got to be fine print. Yeah, you know what the fine print is? You cannot eat just one. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to go in and, and go, yeah, I'll have one. Where's one my fr- you know what? Give me a so, dozen. So Krispy Kreme is not unlike the crack dealers. Exactly. Where they're going to give you free. Yeah, first one's free. Yeah. And we know you're coming back. We know oh, yeah. you're going to need more. And then we're going to get you. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's how they get you. Or are they you assuming just can't you're going to buy it? You're going to buy. Do they sell coffee at Krispy Kreme? Yes. Mm-hmm. I try not to go into places like this. Okay. <laughs> Because I, I don't have, oh, God, what's that word? Willpower. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. have any of that. So. And Krispy Kreme is one. Good Krispy Kreme says they're going to do this through the end of the year. Yeah, December 31st, a donut a day. It's the fourth month. It's like you know 19 what? months. Here's the only. Re- <laughs> I was up to September and I lost count. Here's the September, only redeeming October. part of this. There are it's nine I, months. Nine months, yes. Nine months now of yeah. time, donuts? times that by 30, right? Oh, God. Hold on. Days in a, uh, let's average 30 days in a month. Listen, zero. the only redeeming oh, thing here is that it's not as easy I'm to find. 270 <laughs> donuts. Did you? Wow, you did that wow. math pretty yeah. quick. I guess when it's something you like, well, you're able to do it. You have never had a Krispy Kreme right off the line as it comes. Uh, no. Oh, my. No. Or oh, and, you haven't lived. It's not that Put I it in the microwave for 10 seconds. It's not that oh. I haven't had Krispy Kreme. It's that I know better than to go into a donut shop. <laughs> because I don't want a donut. I want the donuts. Oh, yeah. All of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll mm. take these. And think about it. If you go in for your free donut, you might get a cup of coffee. That's exactly. what they're banking That's what they're on. I think they're banking on. That's I won't go job. every day, but when I pass a Krispy Kreme, I'm going to go. Now I'm going to go because it's. I know it's free. More people coming forward. Uh, witnesses, if you will, with this horrific mass shooting in Boulder. Rob Martier has the latest. Yeah, indeed. Bruce. Happy Tuesday. It's Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you. A uh, A mass shooting yesterday. At a grocery store uh, in Boulder, Colorado, outside of Denver, basically, if you're mm-hmm. thinking the area. University of Colorado is based there. Yeah. Uh, see you, Boulder. Uh, Morgan Mindy. Okay. You're from Boulder. There you go. Very good. That show was uh, was set there as well. Um, we know that uh, there are 10 victims, uh, fatalities. Uh, there was nobody, okay, anytime you look at these things, I look for details. Nobody was wounded. Yeah, that's everybody was killed. Everyone was killed. Well, the shooter, apparent shooter, was wounded. So everybody he shot died, which leads me to believe that he made sure that everybody he shot was dead. Because if you just shot randomly into a crowd, you might have some people with fatal wounds, but other people might have non-fatal. Right. I mean, it kind of goes to reason. I'm sure we're going to get more details on that. The shooter is alive, in custody. Um, yeah, there was a video of a man being taken out in handcuffs. Yeah. like he didn't have a shirt on. didn't have on. a shirt on, though. Yeah, yeah and he, he bleeding may from have his been leg. injured. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they have not identified him at all. Uh, right, we don't know the shooter. We do know that one of the victims was a Boulder police officer, Officer Tally. Yeah, 51-year-old with seven children. Oh, Ooh. God. Just so sad. Uh, he was the first officer who arrived on scene to respond. Uh, uh, shot uh, reports of shots fired. 
Um, he had his rifle with him. Uh, didn't just have a service revolver. Had his rifle with him. Um, engaged the shooter in some way, shape, or form, and was killed in that in that shooting, in that shootout with the shooter. Um, we're getting some of the I, I use the term witnesses and and some of the people uh, even even inside in the middle of this shooting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and I, I, I think you can get that. I mean, we were, we're at the point now where it's one of those things, like every time one of these happens, I can't believe it happened there. I always tell people, where do you think it couldn't happen? Yeah. It can happen. Where, where do you, yeah. where do you think a shooting couldn't happen? I'm curious. Where, you know, we've had it at churches, we've had it at school. Where the heck do you think it couldn't happen? Exactly. Yeah. You know. And we don't know the motive, of course, or why he chose this particular grocery store, but we do know that there were, a lot of people at the store. Yeah, it was like 2 were, o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, uh, they were, yeah. People were shopping. Uh, they were getting their COVID vaccines. COVID this place vaccines was, a vaccine. was really crowded. Yeah, it was just a really Don't crowded know, time. Was it, was it COVID related? Did he target the pharmacy? Or, don't know. No. And it doesn't, in the parking lot. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah, because there were bodies in the parking lot. It seemed like wherever he came from, a car or on foot, he, as he was approaching the grocery store, there were Dead he bodies. just began shooting yeah. everybody he ran into. And basically. as you said, shooting to kill. Yeah. Right. Not just shooting, not just opening fire, but... But does that kind of mean that this guy is professional? You know what I mean? It, yeah. he, he Trained killed, in some way? Yeah, Reporters he killed asked, everybody he shot. Yeah, they asked yeah. right away if he was wearing um, combat. Well, they said he had a black sword. vest on. And when he was arrested, the, the suspect description had black vest. When he was arrested, he didn't have one on. I wonder if he was wearing a bulletproof slash tactical vest. Hmm. When you refer to it as a black vest, yeah. I'm like, okay, what yeah, could have been a down vest? I don't know. You know I mean, but I'm saying when he was arrested, he wasn't wearing a shirt or didn't have a vest on. If he was wearing a tactical vest, police would have taken that off of him. Obviously, yeah. Not gonna, you know, we're not gonna arrest you with your bulletproof vest on. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. These details will be coming out, Judy. I, I, we we talked about the guns involved. Or the gun involved. We're told that it is a rifle, a an rifle, AR right. style uh, 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 rifle. And I want to help clear up misconceptions with you. Okay. What is your concern about this gun? Well, um, I thought it was just, you're right, I thought an AR, right? It, it was a rapid shooting gun, but what's happened... Like a machine gun. A machine gun, but what has happened in a lot of these mass shootings, that gun has been modified by the shooter to do just that. But I don't think about that because I just looked up some stories that, like the Las Vegas, they've Las they modified Vegas, the guy put a, a, a bump, bump stock, stock on it, yeah. but that's not normal uh, to have. Right. No, so th- then these we, guns are not machine guns. And I'm like, I'm pretty much, you know, I'm not anti, I don't like guns. I don't want to have fine. a gun, but I don't, you know, it's your right to have a gun. However, I'm, I'm but in you that, were under the impression I'm that, in that group that says, yeah, why do you need an assault rifle? You know, but that's, it's just a name. I guess, yeah, like, and I didn't know need, that. It's like, why do you need a sports car? Because every time you hear about a mass yeah. shooting... No, and I'm not trying to d- downplay it. Why do you need a sports car? A regular car will do just the same. Well, some people like sports cars. Some people like assault rifles. Right, but uh, it's it's really apples and oranges because um, why do you need an assault rifle? Because I'm under the impression an assault rifle allows you to shoot many more people. Not necessarily. I have uh, I have assault rifles. It all it all depends on on the the magazine size. It's how many bullets you can carry. Well, uh, I mean, a pistol. I have a pistol with an extended uh, uh, magazine on it as well, and every pull of the trigger is another bullet that comes out of the end of that pistol. Why do most of these mass shooters use the AR rifle then? Or, or a rifle? Good question. I, yeah, I wonder why. 
you know. I assumed it was because they could cause more destruction. Because very rarely do you hear about them having a handgun. The, the ammunition it fires is is an anti-personnel. Uh, uh, you would say the, the 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 ammo, the bullet, is different. More destructive. Can be more destructive. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it was it was meant for you know war. Yeah. Maybe because you can, as I said, mess with that. You can. I don't think most of these people are making them into automatic. I have not heard of anybody that's managed to modify theirs into an automatic weapon and turn it into a machine gun. The bump stock is a, it's a whole nother, I, I can explain it later. It's tough to do on the air, but it doesn't, it's not a machine gun. Yeah. It basically, it's a spring. I thought in that, Parkland too, they, 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 it was a gun that was modified as well. I don't know well. Yeah. But we're learning more Which and more. Which is why I say that when I hear AR rifle, but yeah. I didn't realize. Doesn't it, mean machine gun. No, yeah. it's legal. You can't they own one. Perfectly. Yeah. I've, obviously, I've modifying a gun yeah. would be illegal. Without a doubt. Okay. Modifying it into some sort of a rapid fire slash machine gun. See, I don't even have a gun. I'm yes. going to learn about the gun laws. Well, we're, we're trying to help you. Yeah. We're trying to help well, you. Well, a lot of people have guns as we've 40% spike. So do we or don't we have enough shots for everyone? Do we or don't we? Are there appointments going unfilled or are there people in line and can't get them? And what's the mayor? And Dr. Arwadi doing, going door to door. We're talking about it coming up next on 890 WLS. Good morning to you and a happy Tuesday. Keep in mind it's going to rain a little bit later today. Enjoy it while you can. I think we're at metaphysical certitude of rain. I don't think that's like a 8% chance. Like when you guys talk about rain here, it rains. Oh, yeah. It rains. It yeah. pours. For reals. Bruce, Judy, and Cheese here. So I got a question. Do we or do we not have enough vaccine shots for everyone i'm gonna let me me play this out we have anecdotal evidence i guess stories of 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 vaccine appointments going unused yeah of doses sitting around hopefully not going to waste because we know once they're like defrosted or whatnot you can't refreeze them you know um and that People are signing up who may not even be in high-risk categories because there's slots available. On the flip side, we have others saying, we don't have nearly enough. We're not getting shots into the arms of the most vulnerable. And I admit that I don't know which one of these is true. Our friend Mark Conkle uh, over at uh, Patch.com took Governor Pritzker to task for talking about kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, Everyone's going to be able to get the vaccine soon. And his argument is that Pritzker is talking about vaccine availability because he's basically ramping up his reelection. He's taking a victory lap. You're welcome. Yeah. You're Illinois. You're welcome. I got you the vaccine. Don't worry about it. But is the reality different? Well, not so. He's not saying so much. I got you the vaccine. He's opening it up for the vaccine, right? And, and opening then Chicago, opening, opening it up, Illinois. But then we're finding out there is no vaccine. So, so but, but which is it? Right. Well, that that is it. It's it's not. It's a lack of vaccine. But because that's what the city's complaining about with the state. Why is the state using these metrics and re and opening up more and more groups of people to the vaccine when there is no vaccine? 
you know, Chicago is not following the state's guidelines at all. So we Chicago have a, we has have its a, own. We have, a, we have a yin and yang. We Little have a, a push-pull like between a, them. You know about yeah. the tussles, yeah. So, and sh- because Chicago is saying we are basically on the vaccines we have, what we know we have and we know we can give out. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the whole Conkle article is the governor is like, yeah, here you go. He's opening it up, but why bother? You're opening it up and then you're getting people's hopes up and they can't get the vaccine. So is he doing it for political reasons? Well... On the other side of it, we have Mayor Lightfoot. Maybe the yin to his yang. (laughs) (laughs) Always got to have a yin and yang. Where Mayor Lightfoot, along with um, Dr. Dr. Arwadi, were going door to door. I, I, I mean, I don't know any other way to describe it. Literally going door to door, trying to convince people to get the shot. So they were walking around... Back of the yards, knocking on doors, along with another group of people that are going to different businesses. So if they don't have any vaccines, why are you knocking on their doors telling them to get the vaccine? Like, I don't understand any of it. They don't have enough. They have said they don't have enough vaccine, but they are. They the city is reserving vaccine for this who they claim is the vulnerable Population and, and they want people to register as well, right. so that, that when the vaccine does get here, you're in the in queue. Yeah. yeah, so you, I mean, you've got to queue up. Vaccine comes, you get the shot. Yeah, and I think they do probably even have enough for those people who want it because so many people aren't in that vulnerable population aren't taking to, it. That gets back to you're trying to beg people to get it when there's people that want it and can't. Well, How does that make sense? I know. We've had this. We go around and around with this I, argument. I, I mean, to them it is makes it sense. an egg argument? Yeah, because I mean, to them it makes sense because since they're the vulnerable population, the city says they're the ones most at risk and putting everyone else most at risk. So we have to get to them first. Everyone else can wait because they are not so at risk that we're concerned that, you know, we're going to have another spike. But in when you cases. have the, the mayor... And Dr. Arwadi knocking on your door. Okay, that's just a photo op. Well, I understand that. Bruce, it's like the fast pass at Disney World. It is like you fast have pass the fast pass. You have the fast pass. Oh, my gosh. You can jump like the that. queue. Screw the, get, jump right ahead. If you have the fast pass for the shot, you get the shot. Get your fast pass. <sighs> my 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 issue with it, my, my getting back, back to my We've fundamental about equity, problem. Yeah. If, if you don't want the shot, I, I just don't know how far are we supposed to go to convince you to get it. Yeah, but I need to pin him down and yeah, but, him in do their it against arm. the will. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what are you going to do? I mean, I feel like it's more concerning to me when I read that thirty nine percent of you know nurses in the U S. aren't going to take the vaccine. That to me is more concerning they have than the opportunity. Popula- and said right. no. Yeah, that uh, that really concerns me. Not so much this population in the back of the yards. Who I mean, I get both sides of it, but. At what point? I mean, the city's been, since day one, has been really focused on these vulnerable populations when the rest of us, maybe not as vulnerable, are waiting our turn. And now it's, you know, now we're hearing Johnson & Johnson is not probably going to deliver what they said they would in time. Oh, That could really hold uh, up things. Will the supply meet the the needed demand out there? I just not right away. J and J even out there. I mean, I I haven't heard anybody that's gotten the single. Well, it says Biden administration officials are increasingly concerned that the J and J vaccine uh, might not be delivered uh, in time. The twenty million doses it promised would be Mm. available Mm. by the end of this month. Looks like it's going to be more like April and May. Yeah, Um, Evanston, Indiana. 
the first city of its kind, the first city in America, that's talking about reparations for Evanston, Illinois. Evanston, Illinois. Apologize. How do I say Indiana? <laughs> Evanston, I- I- Illinois. Reparations for racial inequities of the past. Is the problem the word reparation? We're going to talk about that coming up next on 890 WLS. Basically, there is monies that the city of Evanston has. A lot of it comes from uh, marijuana tax revenue. Oh, so they've got tons of money then. And they want to spend <laughs> about four hundred grand um, to help black residents of Evanston afford homes. That sounds like a program that, I mean, we have programs like that. There's housing programs. There's first-time buyer programs, the government. Okay, so aside from that, is the issue that we're calling it reparations? Do you see what I'm going with this? If you told me, it, would it be a story if Evanston said, we're using some of our cannabis monies to help black residents become first-time home buyers? Oh, okay, well. Good on you, Evans. Yeah. Knock yourself out. You know, do what you got to do. But they're calling it reparations. And I think the word reparations, the reparation fund that it's coming from, I think it's a loaded word. It's, it is, but I mean, technically, that's what it is because it only affects, you know, descendants of um, this racial ethnic group, you know, blacks mostly that were kind of historically in Evanston put into this little triangle. Of the city where they that's all they, they could only live there right so I mean and you have to prove that you are descendant and I mean so it's not like it's I see what you mean but it is more specific and I think people do need to understand that it's a reparation for something that happened a long time ago that they're trying to make amends for it's not you know they're not giving it to everyone you have to qualify and it's based on housing discrimination going back to 19 19- 1919 possibly uh, all the way up into the 60s right right and but actually the only thing i'm thinking is wow you could probably claim that in a lot of places housing well, okay, discrimination so I was say, of what's the time. unique about evanston right, right what exactly i mean that's what probably and, and maybe that's, that's what everyone was doing my gosh they couldn't use the same so you see you, you, so you see how i'm looking at it like okay so was evanston uniquely discriminatory to african-americans uh 80 years ago, 75, 50 years ago? Yeah. Or um, is, there, is it something else? And again, I just... No, but I, I feel like Evanston is owning up to it, maybe. They're not... Mm. No one, you know, no, they're not being sued. Or uh, This was something that Evanston's doing they on its own. To do, they, they chose to do it. They chose to do it, so... Do this. Yeah, and it is called the, you know, Local Reparations Fund. Um, so it'll award people up to $25,000 to help with a home down payment, closing costs, assistance with their home. Uh, repairs, improvements. Nice little chunk of money, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and I get back to, I just think the word reparations is the problem. Yeah. Because when you say reparations, I think my mind goes to cash payments to descendants of slaves. You know, your great-grandfather yeah. or, or, or however far back, grandfather possibly, you know, however far back. And because they were horribly treated, because they were slaves, because they, all these things, that here's some money to make it better. 
Like, I don't, I don't get how it makes it better. It doesn't undo the harms of the past. It's like a GoFundMe for people that are treated poorly, you know. You know, hear about like, oh, they, they they yelled at the one bus driver. Okay, we had a GoFundMe and she got four hundred grand because they yelled at a bus driver. Yeah, you know, like yeah. okay, you know, I mean, you, you felt bad about it. We're just going to hand out money to it. Well, maybe because in this case, you could almost make the argument that there there could be, you know, there could be people still to this day feeling the effects of it, feeling the effects, living in an area that they they might want to live over there across the street, but they are now can't afford it. Now they're been shut out. I can, I can make well, this argument. You know, how about this? I can make this argument. If you, as a resident of uh, as a resident of Evanston, were prevented from owning a home in certain areas, that you as a family didn't benefit from or have the opportunity to benefit from like that generational wealth like the family home passed down or or you you, you see right. what i'm saying like we bought it in 1953 for eight grand and now we sold it for six hundred and fifty thousand. you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you didn't get to participate in what some people have had because of areas you're like okay i could i could actually understand that absolutely that is true I could understand that to a certain yeah. extent. There are no houses in that probably little triangle going for $600,000, unfortunately. Most probably. Although it is Evanston and it is near the lake, you never know. But that's that's the premise, obviously. You bring, bring Even to this day, they've been affected by those policies of the past. Rob? Well, I was just going to say you guys bring up an interesting point, And I'm wondering if, and I, I have not seen this in the stories that I have read, mm-hmm. but is there going to be some sort of income criteria? So, for instance, between oh. 1919 and 1969, that's going to go to those who qualify under the current guidelines brought right. forth by Evanston. However, if you have climbed out of, let's say, poverty, whatever, whatever, and you yeah. become a success, and you are a black resident of Evanston, and let's say you're making eight or nine hundred thousand dollars a year, do you still qualify for a twenty-five thousand dollar home improvement because of what happened in the past? Even Correct. though you were able to overcome it. Correct. Hmm. I think that's a solid question. I, I have not, I've not seen that detail. No, no, no. I, I don't know if it's a. If so it's, it, it's again, this kind of gets into so our all whole talk is about to stimulus. Qual- is it is it based on need or is it just based on everybody over there? Well, yeah. Why should it be based on need? It's not about what you make now. It's about what. But you, it's not a cash payment. It's to help you with a home. Right, but it's based on the fact that you were denied. A home at that time, but and Rob's your life could is have you're been... living in a million dollar home in Evanston, and your grandfather was or grandmother was discriminated against in Evanston in 1943. They're going to give you 25 grand to what? Redo your pool room? Well, maybe yeah, you, right. maybe you would have been living in a two million dollar home if oh, you hadn't been discriminated. Well, so you can, I mean, you can use the same argument for the stimulus check, correct? Right. That's right. So, so you have one percent that pays the vast majority of the income taxes in this country. Yeah, aren't they eligible for fourteen hundred dollars? I mean, it's it's their money that the federal government is giving away. Wait, well, you mean the one percent that doesn't pay taxes? No, 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 no. <laughs> the one percent that pays most of the taxes, right? In the top, this country, top one percent pays the vast majority of taxes in this country. Yeah. But yeah, that's another. I, I don't, I don't disagree. I, I, I just think we're in this system now where we can call it a variety of different things, but we're also just in the business of handing out money to people. Well, and just government for, exists to hand out money. Yeah, yeah. and Take for clarity, it from them over there and give it to them over here. A reparation is the making of amends for a wrong one has done. It's. I know. We. I. I also 
I, I tie it to slavery. I tie it to yes, but it's not. It's the the, okay. the definition is the making okay. of amends for a wrong. One is done by paying money mm-hmm. to or otherwise helping those who have been wronged. Nothing about race or culture. You could you could apply it to so many things. Right. Then right, where, where does that end? It where doesn't. where does that end? It's like the, the stimulus money, it doesn't. Where does it end? Uh, not everyone is apparently ready for hashtag old normal. And if you are rip roaring ready to tear off the mask and get back to doing whatever the hell you want, whenever the hell you want to, yep, you might be in the minority. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that coming up next on eight ninety WLS. Happy Tuesday to you. A little reminder: the weather will be changing later. I'm told. We're going to go from yesterday of what sunny and 66 mm. to cloudy with rain today to possible snow on yes! Friday. Uh. Bring out the shovels. Keep it up. It's going to be 95 next week. It just, it's unbelievable. <laughs> All over the place. You're going to get Welcome the double pneumonia. Welcome to Chicago. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know what? It, it was the time. And, and, and being a resident of Streeterville, I've seen a lot more people out and about. I've seen uh, a lot of the restaurants are getting going. And it ties in well to our feature today. I would like to point that I had absolutely nothing to do with booking this guest, but it is a place that I live across the street from and I uh, visit. Joining us right now is Celia George with Capital. Good morning, Celia. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? I Good morning. Peachy. I am a fan of the. I, I, I frequent the Streeterville location. Ooh, you're a regular. I'm a re- well. I don't wow. know about. The, I don't know if there's a frequent flyer card. I haven't signed up for it yet. But we do. We have one. Oh, oh look at we that. We nice. have a loyalty card. I am yeah. missing oh, out. Nice. I am missing out. Well, let's go back up for those that aren't as familiar with Cupital. See, it's like the mm-hmm. word capital, but with cup. Get it's it? It's like the word cup. Yes, right. exactly. Cupital. A coffee eatery. Tell us about, is it just coffee or more than coffee? I already know the answer. I want you to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a little more than coffee. It's coffee and also an eatery. So we combine coffee with great breakfast, lunch, and dinner items. Um, Because of the COVID, we have kind of condensed our menu to a new all-day all day menu. All, yeah. Yes, yes, a new all day menu with breakfast and coffee. And our bakery also has uh, pastries from our own bakery. We make everything in house. Yeah. You can smell it and when you walk in. I was going to say, when you walk by, you, walk in, you can good. smell it. Oh, it smells And good. it's a relaxing environment. You can come and work on your computer. You can have brunch with friends. You can sit in our lounge area or just grab and go. You don't have to actually sit inside and just... Yeah. We have also a patio opening this weekend at both locations. We have one in Evanston, and we have also one in Streeterville. All right. Oh, awesome. So, Celia, Mm -hmm. what time can I order a cocktail? Oh, for God's (laughs) sakes. It just never ends with you. It never ends with you. (laughs) So, you can... So you can order a cocktail every day starting at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Ele- it's 11 a.m. somewhere. Yeah. That's right. Right here in Chicago. Yes. Mm. <laughs> you have some and fabulous also- looking cocktails as well. Yes. Thank you so much. We also have mimosas and Bloody Marys, which are my favorite. <laughs> and um, we're also doing a promotion for Easter. If you order any OJ or any mimosa, you get a free sack of pancakes. 
Oh. Oh, and you have wow. me the chocolate chip pancakes, by the way. Let's get that yeah, out of the way. Yum. Celia George is <laughs> yeah, with us right now. Yeah, Celia George with Capital, uh, with two locations, Evanston and right here near the radio station in Streeterville. Um, during the last year, I guess, uh, what did business look like for you guys? You guys were open the whole time, weren't you? Yes, we didn't close any day. We just had to adapt to this new reality. And we switched, and we were doing everything to go. We were doing uh, meals for family for two or for four. So we adapted, you know. We, we yeah. did the best we could in this, in this time. And you made it. Um, You're coming out the other side. We made it, yes. We made it. Everything is great. Right now, we have employees. We're employing more people. Soon, we would like to extend the hours. Um, Preferably, you know, within... Um, Month or two, we want to extend our hours again, um, seven to seven, because right now we close at four p.m. in Evanston and five p.m. in Streeterville. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything is great, and I love Capital, and I love our guests, and everyone that visits us is in a good mood, and we try to help them, you know, get through the day yeah. uh, with anything they need, with food, with coffee, with omelets, with with can, you know, just conversation, with the juice, with a cocktail for you, Judy. Can I, you know, yeah. or a cocktail. Whatever it is. Celia, can I help you sell it a little bit? Again, as a customer, it is, it is a, it's bright, it's relaxing, it's very open, and it's unpretentious. With some of the coffee places, not yours, Celia, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Okay? And I feel like I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm being, I feel, it's, it's very unpretentious. You can go in there, Order a cup of Joe, and they don't look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, you know? oh, nice. Nice. so you can just say coffee, mocha, come to the coffee cup for yeah. God's sakes. I can sit down with a coffee <laughs> cup, which oh, I, I need. I love that. But you know what I mean? You better have a cup, a cup of talk. Yeah. Yeah, I do, but you see what I'm saying? Yes. Like it's very accessible, and yeah. and I, I think that's a good selling point. And it looks so wonderful, like you just described. It right. looks like a place Open. I just want to go and relax. Yeah. You've done an amazing job with that, Celia. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, we it was a group effort. <laughs> I, I can imagine. It was great. It was great. Yes. Well, you can find more information at cupital.com. Think of the word capital with a U. Cup at all. Get it? Cup of coffee. Cupital.com with location in Evanston and in Streeterville. Celia George, the owner, thank you so very much for coming on with us today. Thank you, both of you, very much. Thank you. I will be stopping in for the everyday brunch as well as a Bloody Mary. At 11. (laughs) She'll be at 11. 11. Knocking on the door. Banging banging on the bar (laughs) at 11. Come on. You're quite welcome, Celia. Thank you very much. Seriously, it's right over here. Yeah. You know, it looks really cool. I, I right love next it. to Carson. You know what? She had, right she had me a lounge. Yeah. But Anytime it, you have lounge, it's got like the big comfy chairs and things. Gotta yeah. love that. And you go in there, it. and there's people sitting there with laptops, and yeah. other people having business meetings or whatnot. It's, and I'm not kidding. I just sometimes want coffee. Whoa. I don't want whatever you described. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't even get there. Half mocha, calf, decaf, I, yeah. mocha light with a twist. Leave room. Like I, I don't know. I mostly it's, just get French vanilla. That's my like big, Central yeah. Perk without the annoying 20-year-olds. There you oh, go. That's exactly what it is. There and their outdoor uh, looks really nice. Their yeah. outdoor So that is uh, Cup We encourage you to uh, support local businesses. Get out and about. 
Have some chocolate chip pancakes. There you go. Just going to throw Order it out a cocktail, there for you. And a Bloody pancakes. Mary. If, uh, if, if drinks at 11 and pancakes all day isn't enough to restore <laughs> your faith in humanity, quite honestly, I don't know what is. But if you have that high a bar, don't worry. Judy says she can restore your faith in humanity. That's coming up next. Hey, good morning to you guys. Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you. And it's tough to get away from the big news of yesterday that was the shooting in Boulder, Colorado at a supermarket. Um, we are... Uh, We'll be getting a press conference a little bit later today where maybe some more of the gaps uh, will be filled in. But the reality is that none of it's going to change what happened. Yeah. Uh, none of it's going to bring back 10 people that were killed, including a responding police officer uh, who did uh, as he was trained now, as they, they teach law enforcement to engage the shooter immediately, not wait for backup, not create a perimeter, not you know wait for the SWAT team that you are get in and he apparently attempted to engage him in some way shape or form and was shot and killed during that mm-hmm. some of the witnesses because you know one thing people keep saying is well what's the motive and I, I and I, don't, I guess i guess i understand it from a curiosity standpoint but i don't understand it from like there's a good reason like he's going to say something and he went oh well then it, then it was okay well of course as you know normal-minded people we want a reason we don't want to believe that Someone some just wakes just, up and says, well, I'm going to go kill 10 people right, But today. whatever reason he has is going to be a reason where we all go, well, that's right. it's, a crazy it's reason. Ridiculous, that's a ridiculous, but yeah. reason. You know what I'm saying? There's not going to be a good reason. Uh, some of the witnesses uh, which tend to, tend to lead one to believe that it was random is that um, he showed up in the parking lot, unclear how, of the supermarket. 2.30 in the afternoon, Boulder, Colorado, yesterday, and just began shooting everyone he saw. Shooting people in the parking lot, shooting people at the front door of the supermarket, shooting the first person he saw inside the supermarket, and kind of working his way through, um, shooting whoever he can find. Um, leads you to believe that it wasn't targeted. Leads one to believe that, it, that you know, when you just start, Shooting everyone you can see. Yeah. He wasn't walking straight in, going to one person. Looking for someone yeah. or yeah. or a specific gripe or ex-employee. You don't know. Those, right. You, you or maybe those. someone he knew. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. It, it appears relatively random in that in that sense. We'll learn more. The shooter is the only one that survived it, for lack of better terms. All 10 people that were shot uh, died. Yeah. Again, including no one else injured. It's very, no injuries. Yeah, unusual, except for the the shooter who was injured, and we don't know if perhaps the officer, um, Eric Talley, was the one who injured him. Yeah, or possibly, the other responding or, officers yeah, other after responder. that. Exactly. Uh, un- unclear, uh, but we will learn more today. Again, a press conference from the Boulder Police uh, will be coming up. Obviously, we'll have that news here on on WLS. Be able to react to that in some way, shape, or form. And again, not that anything that comes out of the shooter's mouth is going to justify murdering 10 people on a Monday afternoon, you know, yeah. in Boulder, at Colorado, store. at a grocery store. I mean, uh, there, there, no reasonable justification whatsoever. It's those types of stories, Judy, where I think a lot of people really need to have their faith in humanity restored. And thankfully, you're going to do that for us now. Absolutely. This is the day for it, right? So the Girl Scout whose virtual cookie sales pitch went viral earlier this year has sold thousands of boxes of cookies now she's focused on giving back to her community so 
Allie Schroyer, a first grader from Scottsdale, Arizona, was starting to sell her Girl Scout cookies in January when she made an adorable sales pitch to a doorbell security camera. <laughs> oh my god. Did you like one? Or, or two, two or three. I would have snatched her up. She's so sweet. <laughs> oh my god! Now that's a good. She did that to pitch. the ring doorbell. I, when her mom posted that yeah. uh, pitch, that video on Facebook, what do you think happened? She sold two hundred boxes like within the first, you know, few days. Oh. Then they went up to six hundred boxes. Eventually, she sold three thousand seven hundred fifty <laughs> boxes of good cookies. Wow. You know what she then did? She donated a thousand boxes to nursing homes, hospitals, and healthcare workers. Because that's how Allie rolls. Wow. Super cool. We needed that, right? We needed so that. Need more alleys in the world. Oh my Do we gosh. Ever? Hell of a salesperson. She's right? gonna be a gazillionaire. <laughs> Dorbs. Yeah. Adorbs. Right? Thank you very much, Judy. Restoring our faith in humanity. Also, uh, thank you over there uh, in Mission Control, MG, pressing all of the buttons. Our infant producer, Miranda, on the other side of the double pane bulletproof glass, doing an excellent job. <laughs> DJ Cheese, thank you for your ones work on the ones and twos. And uh, Rob Martier, filling in for Nick Gale. He is continuing to deliver all the news, the traffic, the information, the weather that Had you're going to want to stay on top on. Yeah, yes. yeah. You got all that coming up next for us. We appreciate it. And thank you for spending time with us today right here on 890 WLS.